0: welcome in episode 179 what's right with nick wright and this episode of what's right is brought to you by the mcdonald's app ordering on the app is so easy i love the mcdonald's app i can order my favorites anytime i want have them delivered to me wherever and whenever and it really is as easy as it sounds so easy i'm gonna place an order right now we did this last week as well and here we go let me open it up i'm gonna turn the sound on my phone so you guys can hear me doing it last week i went with two breakfast burritos uh hash browns and orange juice today i am going to go with uh, you know an old standard let's just go sausage mcmuffin sausage, you know sausage biscuit Hash browns, orange juice, done and done, delivered to Trintage. and hopefully we'll have that before the end of the show. See how easy that was now? Focus on the show while McDonald's brings the food right to my door. One of these days, we'll have it delivered to Demanze in Los Angeles. That day, however, is not today. On today's show, our week three gambling show, yeah, fresh off. Winning week for that young man. Winning week for this, not quite as young man. Uh and <laughs> we I'm feeling great about the slate. I you know, I am in Demonse a, a picks competition with Oh, are you in that Phil thing that you were in last
1: year? Oh, okay. Uh,
0: no, so it's different. So so I'm in, in fact let's just do this real quick because I meant to last week say why I was not giving out Survivor picks. On this year's show. And the answer is because I am yes, I'm in that survivor contest I was in last year, where you know, there's twenty thousand people in it for twenty five bucks an entry and first prize like half a million bucks. That's not the one I'm focused on though. I'm in the circa survivor contest, circa casino in L in Vegas. It's a thousand dollars an entry. There are ten entries maximum. It's a 9 million dollar prize. <laughs> Cuz there were 9000 entries, okay? 9000 entries to start the year. Me and a buddy split the maximum entries, 10 entries. So we're so in, it's not like I have 5 he has 5. We have 10 and we kind of try to hive mind it. Through 2 weeks of the original 9000 entries, there are 6000 remaining. So already, a third of the field has been lopped off. Of our 10 entries, how many do you think are remaining?
1: Did I give it 9, 10 maybe?
0: Let's go 10. Let's go a full 10. (laughs) So we've, we've got a full 10 remaining, and we have used already on multiple entries Atlanta, Washington. In fact, let me let me just pull up Sharp because stuff. this part is public. Let let me pull up who who so far we have used in our entries. 3 on Tampa, 1 on Atlanta, 2 on Washington, 3 last week on the Giants in the comeback. We have great teams remaining. Now, the Circa Survivor Contest is unique because Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day are their own weeks. So you, this Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's only three games each day. So you have to make sure you're planning out that you have good teams. So for instance, just a little note, this week the Chiefs and the Cowboys are both 12-plus point favorites. But a lot of people are going to want to save the Cowboys for Thanksgiving, and the Chiefs for Christmas. So there's a lot of strategy. But that's why I'm not giving out Survivor picks this year because we're talking real money and people, you know, once we get late in the year, I don't want people to be able to try to, you know, game out where I'm going with it. So uh, that is – so this, last week was Great Gambling Week. We had the live bet that we talked about uh, on Tuesday. So all that, we're going to get to the our picks – In the B-block of the show, DeMonte had a great teaser last week that won with relative ease. We'll get to all that. But before we get to that, we need to get to the stories of the day. Here's what missed the cut. Kareem Hunt returning to Cleveland. Jerry Jones telling uh, Mike McCarthy to take a bow. And Jason Kelsey jokingly confirms the rumors about his brother Travis dating Taylor Swift. It is not for the show, Demonze, but I broke that news. I guess it kind of is for the show to your mother this morning that J- that Travis she hated might it. be dating oh, she, Taylor. She loved it. No, you nailed it. But you're, she. Oh, hated okay.
1: It. I thought it might have been bad. So I obs-
0: said that so often. No, that. you tried to no. The your honest instant reaction. <laughs> you you know you you might know your mother better than me. And, I mean, you've known her for 10 years longer, so I suppose maybe it's fair, but um, the she instantly got upset
1: yeah.
0: and yeah. and wanted to come on the show to discuss it, but her feelings on it were so strong, strong and yeah. really, she, I was like, you know, I'm not sure if it's safe for air. She was really <laughs> upset about that. Uh, Maybe if she moderates a bit, we can discuss it on a future (laughs) pod or if it becomes officially official. All right, let's get to the show. What are we starting with today?
1: All right, tonight the 49ers play the Giants with no Saquon. Uh, Your Super Bowl pick in the NFC, Dallas, plays the frisky Arizona Cardinals, and your Chiefs play the Bears. There are a bunch of other easy games this week. Indian Baltimore, Buffalo at Washington come to mind. If the if the favorites always win, betting would be super easy. So uh, teams are yep. bound to get upset. Who do you think is going to be upset this weekend?
0: Okay, I don't think Dallas or the Chiefs are real upset candidates. But what I will say is, the, and we're going to talk about the Bears later in this segment as you see the Justin Fields news, I actually think that the field's press conference might bode well for his performance this week, but we'll talk about that after I answer this question. I I don't, you know, Buffalo at an undefeated Washington team that has played well coming off a stirring victory, I don't consider that an easy game. I don't. I don't consider that like a walk in the park game. That but that Washington defense is legit. Sam Howell, I got to give him credit. Played great in the second half last week. And the other game that really jumps out to me is the Dolphins and the Broncos. So the Broncos have fallen apart in the second half of these games. But this is a kitchen sinks, try to save the season game for Sean Payton. It's a uh, maybe try to save his career as a starter game for Russell Wilson. I think that Dolphins defense can get got. And so that to me is an interesting spot with Miami and Denver. But the one I want to talk about is the game that's tonight, the 49ers and the Giants. That is a 10 and a half point spread for a Giants team that, it because there's no Saquon, is just going to have to lean on your guy Daniel Jones against that Niners defense. And this is a real litmus test game. Not can he win because the Niners are better, but can he look competent? So I right. want to ask you, how confident are you that your guy Daniel Jones can just look baseline competent against this Niners defense.
1: Oh, I'm not super confident. Um, I mean, they, <laughs> they haven't played two super good teams. I mean, the Cowboys are obviously good, but hey. Yep. I I think it's I think it's gonna be a a fourteen point loss. Um, oh, is, so, wow. Is what I'm taking it. Well,
0: that might show up in Nick's picks the Giants and Niners for tonight. So I don't want to spend too much more time on it because you and I might be on other sides of that one. But if I okay. had to pick a trap, Indy Baltimore is too hard to discuss right now because we don't know if Anthony Richardson's playing. And I know he's a rookie, but he gives you more upside than Gardner does. Buffalo, Washington. It, yeah, Lamar's been excellent. Or was excellent week two. Uh, Buffalo, Washington, and Miami, Denver are two that I have a little, let's take an extra beat looking at those games. I like the fact that the producers didn't even include as a possible trap game Jacksonville and the Texans. They just know that I'm not going to give any, even the slightest consideration that the Jags could falter to the Texans. All right, next.
1: All right, it's week two and the Chicago Bears are already looking a hot mess. The defensive coordinator yep. resigned out of nowhere yesterday. Justin Fields yep. blamed his robotic play on the coaching staff. You could probably cash your under seven and a half ticket already. Uh, it's I Fields forgot
0: w- about that bet. What a yeah. great preseason wager by me. And it's you weren't on that show. I w- uh, were, th- you no, were not on the th- preseason game. You we did a You, recap you had of it, gave but your the picks exactly. Show, exactly. The initial show, my logic on the Bears were was very simple. That if they went seven and ten, it would be a great season. They'd be thrilled with, and the under would still hit. Right now, Bears fans would crawl across shattered glass if you told them <laughs> they were gonna go seven and ten. They would be thrilled with that. I forgot I made that bet. What a great bet. Go ahead.
1: All right, so in your opinion, do you think Fields is redeemable or is this all over?
0: All right, so I do think he's redeemable. I think that Fields, I, the I know you're going to laugh at me, but he was such a great high school and collegiate player, and he has so many great physical tools that I'm not going to just throw him out. I'm not going to just say, okay, the guy can't play. Now, yeah, you're doing like this inverse thing right now.
1: You're doing what do this you inverse thing, like oh, he was super good in high school and college. He sucks in the pros, so I got to give him a chance. But the guy who wasn't good in high Birdie? school and college Birdie? and does good in the NFL, oh, I've got to see more. I've got I, I need more data. Yeah. But I, I get it. I see it. Yes, I'm gonna harp yeah. on that every I mean, it every time it comes up. By the way,
0: that's fine. <laughs> it, it, that's totally fine. But at least I'm consistent. That logical tree flows.
1: Yes. No. It does. Th- it does. Th- that- <laughs>
0: You're, you're right. And sense. obviously, right now, it's not as if because of Justin Fields' high school and collegiate resume, I am then going to say, I'm going to say he's better than Brock he's. Purdy. Right now, he's not better than Brock Purdy. Do I, in my heart of hearts, if you were to tell me one of these two quarterbacks is going to one day be excellent, I would pick Fields. But if you were to ask me, one of these two quarterbacks is going to be washed out and a total but Purdy can't really be a bust, but you understand what I mean. Like not right. even be a starting quarterback in this league in three years. I would also pick Fields for that. Like to me, the he because of his play in the pros, we have to open up the possibility that he's not going to translate to this level. I also did not think he was trying to throw his coaches under the bus even if he was throwing his coaches under the bus, the reality to me in Chicago is very simple: he is not being coached well, and he is playing terribly. And the cons- you are there are certain things that are flatly on coaching. There's a great clip going around the internet of the three plays that led to the goal line pick six that ended the Bucks game. The Chicago Bears called an inside screen to the running back on first down. It was unsuccessful, but Tampa was off sides. So now they have first and five. They lined up in the same formation and called an inside screen to the running back again. Same formation, same play. It was successful, but there was a holding penalty. So now now they're in first down for a third straight time. They ran... An inside screen to the running back out of that formation for a third play in a row, and it got picked. And Tampa's defense, after the game was asked about it, and said, yeah, it was really easy. They kept running the same play out of the same (laughs) formation, so we knew what was coming. That's coaching. That is flatly coaching. Now, there's another clip of Fields in the first half having a clean pocket right around the red zone open with receivers. a receiver running wide open into the end zone down the seam, and he just doesn't see it, drops his eyes and runs and takes a sack. So he has not been good. The coaching has not been good. What is true, in my opinion, is they are, because they want him to develop as a pocket passer, they are leaning too far away from what makes him dangerous, which is the fact that he is as good of a running threat at the quarterback position as we have ever seen. And if they let that continue to be his fastball while making defenses afraid of that first, the passing game will be easier. But he also must be better in the passing game. Fact of the matter is though. The Bears had the number one pick of the draft. Traded it away. Because they believed in Fields. So they need to ride with Justin Fields obviously. And try to figure this out. Uh, now what I will say is. I Now the thing with the D coordinator. It seems to be not football related. We don't know what happened there. And there was some misinformation going on on the internet yesterday. I don't know what happened there. That obviously hurts them for this weekend, but it's not a football story, at least at the time being as far as we know. Fields talking about getting more to what he's comfortable with, not thinking too much, not being robotic, I think potentially could help him this weekend for Kansas City. I think that yeah, as a Chiefs fan, I wanted them to change nothing. The fact that it looks like he might try to go back to just doing what's natural for him will give him more of a fighting chance, but that Chiefs defense a, is legit. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be a pretty a pretty decent game. Got two quarterbacks struggling to throw the ball right now. Should Blake okay. even out. All right. Um,
0: okay. Next. just but, Let's just move on to the next topic. <laughs>
1: Former Chiefs, former Chief hold on. Former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy was passed up for a head coaching job uh, in the last two seasons. Uh, Bieniemy is yep. now in Washington, and Sam Howell is two and zero, and they just put up thirty five in Denver. Meanwhile, the Chiefs lost their, lost their offensive coordinator, and they've struggled a bit. You've also thought Bieniemy deserved a head coaching job. Do you think it's time for the, the rest of the league to admit that they've missed out on Bieniemy? I, I hate well, saying like so that here's guy's my- last name. I'm sorry.
0: That's all right. Here's what I find interesting. Now, he is getting some credit in the media for what Washington is doing, and he deserves it. Probably more credit than he's getting, but he deserves it. Sam Howell has looked good, and the 30 hanging 35 on that Denver defense and an 18 point comeback, and Howell dropping dimes, he deserves credit for that. I still think he's getting slighted a bit in this regard. Last year, when Josh Allen struggled, what the general media consensus was? Ah, oh, he misses Brian Dable. Oh, hey, misses Brian Dable. The Chiefs' offense has not looked sharp through two weeks. No one has said, "Oh, they miss Eric Bieniemy." You know, so I still feel like he's only getting half the credit he deserves. Yeah. Now, am I concerned? about the Chiefs because he's gone. Not in the long term. I think Reed and Mahomes and Matt Nagy's there. They'll figure it out. But I do think that it is it is at least somewhat related that Biennium's gone and the offense doesn't look as sharp. I also think that his best path to being a head coach, it's a weird spot, because he kind of needs Washington to falter because his best path might be they fire Ron Rivera and then hire, you know, give him the promotion from within. But if they fire Ron Rivera, that's probably because Washington's offense has faltered because I think that defense is legit. So he's in a weird spot. But through two weeks... And I made this point before, and I'll just make it again very quickly here. Uh, The fact that if we just want to go to the Mahomes era, right? Since Mahomes has been a starting quarterback in this league, the teams and and their coordinators that have gotten head coaching jobs that were in the Super Bowl, right? So the Patriots had... Flores and um pardon me Flores and Josh McDaniel they're the coordinators they both get head coaching jobs eventually the Rams they they had that year in the 2019 Super Bowl or 2018 season 2019 Brandon Staley's the DC. I don't even. I think Zach Taylor's the OC. They both get head coaching jobs the next year for the Chiefs. It's Eric Bieniemy and Steve Spagnuolo. Now Spagnuolo already had been a head coach and got fired. He's a kind of a DC forever now. So set him aside. B enemy doesn't get it. The Niners defensive coordinator is Robert Sala. He gets a head coaching job. The offensive coordinator is Mike McDaniel. He gets a head coaching job. His the his protege in uh, on the off on uh the defensive side for the Niners, by the way, D'Amico Ryans, he also got a head coaching job. Tampa, their coordinators don't get head coaching jobs. They're black coordinators. The Chiefs are in that Super Bowl. Obviously, we talked about it there. Uh, the Rams. Then it's who Kevin O'Connell. He gets a head coaching job. Cincinnati. The uh, who's the oh Zach Taylor who came from Sean McVay. He's now the Bengals head coach. And the Eagles. Both their coordinators get head coaching jobs. So it did seem wildly unfair, and I stand by all of that. And I think the early returns. Are showing why B enemy should have gotten a longer look or a fairer look than he was getting. I understand it's early, but that's where I landed on it then and that's where I land on it now. All right, next.
1: Well said. All right, on Tuesday you teased that you wanted to talk about Dion and Colorado University. Uh since yep. then, Dion said his kids will be returning to Colorado next season. If Shadur's season continues, why would he return to Colorado next year?
0: All right, so here's the deal on that. So, Caleb is going to go number one in this draft no matter what. Shador is right now projected to be the third or fourth quarterback taken. So, everybody has Caleb number one. Most people have Drake May number two. Then there's debate. Bo Nix, who he plays this week, Shador, Ewers, the kid at Texas, those are the other guys in the three, four, five range. The difference in money between being the number one pick of the draft, number one pick of the, this last year's draft, Bryce Young got five years, forty million fully guaranteed. The number ten pick got five years, twenty million fully guaranteed. Shador has a real chance to be the number one pick of the following year's draft. You then add this fact part to it which is a new element. Joel Clapp brought this up on the herd, and he's correct. How much money can Shador Sanders make next year at Colorado? Could he make $10 million in NIL money? That's what Joel said. I think he's right. I think Shador might actually be able to make more money coming back for college in his unique situation and then also improve his draft stock. So because of that, I think it is a unique spot. Now, it doesn't mean he definitely should come back and guys can get hurt and there are different things that could happen. But I I don't think it's unreasonable to say, you come back, give yourself a chance to be the number one pick and make the money anyway, Mm -hmm. and then also have a much larger starting NFL contract. It might be the best thing for his development as a player and for his finances. So in that regard, there it is, we're in a brave new world of college athletics and what it makes sense for guys to do or not to do. Um, all right, what are the follow-ups here?
1: Uh, do you think they can beat Oregon this week without Travis Hunter? And then also... Hold
0: on. Listen, they're 21-point dogs for a reason. I do think it's worth noting Colorado has played poorly or underachieved, if you will, in one game this year. That was the game they were a huge favorite. When they were a massive dog to TCU, they played great. When it was a pick 'em against or a two-point line against Nebraska, they rolled them. So I think being an underdog suits them. Oregon deserves to be favored. Oregon's at home. Oregon has the better roster. And uh Colorado is without its, you know, other than Shador, its best player, number one, another number one kid in high school. Travis Hunter. With that said, Oregon's not great at all defensively. Now, could I see, like, these next two Colorado games could be games they score 35 points and lose. The Colorado-USC game next week, or, you know, in 10 days, that honestly could be 63-45. to Like, I don't think Colorado could get one stop on USC, um, but I don't know, and I think USC could get a few on Colorado. So what I do think is that this is an opportunity for Shador to be on the same field as Bo Nix, a future NFL player, and Caleb Williams, a future superstar, and see how he measures up. All right, what's the next one?
1: Uh, Dion ranked his kids and said all parents secretly do this. Is this true?
0: What do you think?
1: You know, I'm just kind of hoping that we're parenting to some standard. I don't want to put that on you. I don't think you do that. I don't think you guys do that. Okay. You have it. So what's the, what's the what's the hierarchy? Go ahead and tell me. Give me the list right now. Let's do it.
0: So it's fluid. It's, it's listen. Fluid. We love you all the same, but like like right now, Deanna's in last place.
1: It's just <laughs> a pain <laughs> in the ass. She's the only one that's there.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Um, uh, the the there there was a period of like.
1: If there was a period of time where I know that Monday, I was last. <laughs> I mean, I know. Well, sure, I, I like I know that Well, Everyone's been that's last. Everyone's so been last at different funny. times.
0: Um, the but there's like, if you'd ask me this Monday deora was number one with a bullet on monday i just dropped her off at college i was so proud of her all of these things you owed me money
1: there there's a lot of
0: things going on you asked me this right now this moment you were excellent on the pod tuesday deora did not call me back yesterday when she promised she would you're in first place And I mean, it just is what it is. Deanna, on the other hand, on Tuesday after Tuesday, came home from school, had a little mini meltdown because she left her Chromebook at school. So she couldn't do her homework. She was panicked. I have to do better. I have to be more organized. I know I'm going to do better. Wednesday after school has her (laughs) Chromebook is so proud. I say, okay, let's do the project. We couldn't do Tuesday, left the project at school. So last place. What was I mean, that uh, meltdown? Uh, the,
1: was that an either? Was that an even bigger meltdown? Or did I you... mean,
0: if you're on YouTube, you can appreciate this for the audio listeners. It's not a great, but it's just the like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know
0: it's here. <laughs> I know. I checked, I know it's here. De- De- I, I, I I put my folder in my backpack in my locker, but I didn't have it in the folder. Obviously, you had it in the folder, Deanna. Can you email my teacher and tell him it's not my fault? It is your fault.
1: Deanna.
0: I'm not emailing your teacher. And so, um and then and then if she had any any grace with your mother this morning, she's getting ready for school. Deanna's tenth birthday is in two weeks. She's getting ready for school, and she's wearing some outfit your mother does not think is appropriate for the weather. And your mom says, no, you cannot wear that. You have to wear this. And Deanna looks your mom in her eye and says, okay, mommy, but can we agree when I turn 10 you're going to let me pick out my own clothes? Uh, yeah. oh, and guess how that went. Not great.
1: So yeah, last place. <laughs> she
0: can she can move back up the rankings, but right. Yes, all parents love their kids the same, but as far as how they feel about them in any moment, they're ranked right now. Right now, it's oldest to youngest: Demonte, Dior, Deanna. Gambling show next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef crafted, never frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals, Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up, make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash Nick now. 50 and use code Nick 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Nick 50 at FactorMeals.com/slash Nick Wright 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, welcome back in. What's Right with Nick Wright? And this episode of What's Right with Nick Wright is brought to you by the McDonald's app. How many times have you been in that situation where you've had a really long day, you're really hungry, last thing you want to do is cook a meal or leave your house or to go pick something up? I don't want to exaggerate, but I've been there hundreds of times. And my saving grace has been the McDelivery option in the McDonald's app. We're talking about getting McDonald's delivered right to your door. Just like this earlier in the show right when we were starting. Thank you so much Jake. I ordered the McDonald's breakfast as I did last week. It's already here. It is helpful that the McDonald's is up the street but this is perfect. I've got my hash brown. I've got my biscuit. It's all right here and I don't the McDonald's orange juice, I understand it's not like they make it. It's the Minute Maid orange juice but it's delicious. And now every time you order the McDelivery in the McDonald's app, it earns you points towards free food. Who doesn't like Free food, so there's always a reason to order in the McDonald's app. Download the McDonald's app today at participating McDonald's. Delivery prices may be higher than at restaurants. Delivery and other fees may apply. Copyright 2023 McDonald's. All right, so we're back to the show, week three gambling show. I so last week, what I was when I at the top of the show when I was talking about the Survivor thing, what I was going to say was. I'm also in a picks pool with a Phil Hellmuth got me in it with a bunch of professional gamblers, poker players, other people, and it's last week, hand to God, in the picks pool, and this is so frustrating. I went eight and two. Those two losses were five were two of the five games that I picked for this show. And they were two of the three I picked on television. So last week, I picked eight out of ten winners. But on this show, three out of five. And on TV, one out of three. Which is maddening. Now, with that said, so we'll go through it. With that said, what I will admit is some of these were slightly fortunate winners. But it was a winning week. Tampa Bay minus two and a half against Chicago. I don't want to say there was never a doubt there, but they Tampa didn't even need the late pick six for that one. The Giants minus six against Arizona. There was a period where it looked like that was alive for a push when it looked like that game might go to overtime. Obviously, mm. they won by a few goals. Cincinnati minus three against Baltimore was a bad bet. Just terrible process, terrible job by me. The Rams plus seven and a half against the Niners. Sean McVay. That field goal at the end. Love you, buddy. That was a hell of a—that was that was pretty damn lucky, I'm not going to lie. And then the Steelers, plus 2.5 against Cleveland, uh, they won outright, and they were trailing in the fourth quarter and had negative fourth quarter yards and won anyway. We'll get to DeMonze's winning teaser in just a moment, but I feel great about our picks this week. I like that we kind of steadied the ship. With a winning week, three and two, so that would be plus .8 units, which means on the year I'm gonna I'm down. What am I down? Uh, I'm down a full unit. No, I'm down. Hold on. Yeah, I'm down half a unit on the year, so that's not bad. Five and five because we got to do the vig. All right, Demonte, what's my first bet?
1: Your first bet is the Giants plus ten and a half at San Francisco.
0: Yep, that's tonight. So. I know Daniel Jones is 1-11 in his career in Thursday night games. Also, that's a lot of Thursday night games for Daniel Jones. That's like two a year. That's a crazy amount. Uh, But I don't need him to win outright. I need him to cover. And he's 19-8 against the spread on the road or in neutral sites in his career. And oddly... He's the most profitable quarterback in the last four years on short rest. Also, these Thursday night games are almost always sloppy, poorly played games. The last Thursday night game we saw Eagles-Vikings, there were five fumbles in that game. If you're giving me double-digit points for any team with a pulse on a Thursday night, I'm going to take it. And I don't think this is the type of game San Francisco looks at like, oh, we're trying to, you know, run up the score. San Francisco is looking at this as we have, let's get out of here with a win. And then we have a mini-buy leading into an actual buy. And by an actual buy, I mean a home game against the Cardinals before they play one of the biggest games of the year against Dallas on Sunday Night football in week five so I and I'm gonna go ahead and, and plant my flag on this I think Brock Purdy turns it over tonight and I know the Giants have no saquon and I know they have they don't have their left tackle but I think that they're they're gonna be able to move the ball somewhat. And so I like the Giants to cover the 10 and a half in this spot. Where do you stand? I will. I know where you stand. You told me you liked the Niners to win by two scores two because scores. all of a sudden you're a big Brock Purdy guy. Just a big. I'm not Brock a huge Purdy Brock
1: Purdy guy. guy, but the Giants don't look good. Uh, that was really funny what you said. I think Brock Purdy will turn the ball over tonight. That's just crazy when that's yeah. like what? those are the hopes. I think that he'll finally turn though. the ball over. That's just crazy. He's, he's just makes he just doesn't make enough mis- mistakes. I just think that's a very cool thing that you're looking for him to make a pick. Patrick Mahomes has like what two on okay. the season right now.
0: He has two. On I, the season. This isn't that's about Patrick
1: Mahomes. I, I I do love that guy. I think he's really good. But it's it's got something going on right Patrick now. Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, yes, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I will. No, I'll never course. deny his greatness. But yeah, San no, Francisco. No, no. Well, by I understand
0: <sighs> it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next.
1: Uh, You got Denver plus six and a half at Miami.
0: Yeah, so Miami's defense has not been impressive to me this year. The Chargers hung 34 on them, and now the defense stepped up at the very end of that game and got the, you know, up two in the waning moments and got a sack on Herbert, forced an intentional grounding and won the game. But over the bulk of that game, the defense wasn't great. I didn't think the defense looked great against Mac Jones, letting Mac Jones—I don't want to say slice and dice them, but kind of dink and dunk them to a degree. <laughs> this is a must-win game for Denver. Last week was, and they blew it. I don't know that they win, but I think they could win. And I think that this is a kitchen sink game for Denver.
1: And How I do we think call they it, keep it close. I, I get the point in there. It's like at the point in their season, they're in. There's a lot of doubts, but like calling it a must win when they're six and a half point underdogs, it's just like, no, it's crazy. I, That's a, No, I understand
0: <laughs> what you're saying. Like that, that you usually. They're in a like, tough spot, basically. <laughs> t- y- y- correct. Right. But at <laughs> 0 and 3, they're done. It, because right. here's the problem for the Broncos the Broncos are at 0 and, If they lose this week, They're at 0-3, and yes, next week they have the Bears. But then here are their next five. Home for the Jets. Sounds easy, except for the fact it's the Nat Hackett revenge game, and every Jet will be peak (laughs) motivated for that spot. Then on a short week on Thursday at Kansas City, then home for the Packers, who are good. Then against the Chiefs again then their bye week, and then at Buffalo. So if you fall to 0-3 and you have two games against Kansas City and against the Bills in your next six, plus Packers, Jets, Bears, you're just—your best-case scenario, best case, is that you're 3-6 and six through 9. Like, they have to win this week if they want to have— Sean Payton said, you know, I'm going to be pissed if we don't make the playoffs— Playoff hope's dead if they lose this week. And so here are some numbers for you. Russ is 14-4-1 against the spread on a two-game losing streak. I don't really actually care that much about that because he's a different player now. Sean Payton, as an underdog, only Mike Tomlin better amongst active coaches. 50-30-2 against the spread. Sharps are with me on this, not surprisingly. Uh, Miami has been the second-best team against the spread since Tua got there. I think that that sounds impressive, but I think that is flipping in this regard. The reason Miami had been so good against the spread early on in TuA's time is because nobody believed in TuA. Mm-hmm. Now seemingly everyone believes in TuA and it's reflected in this point spread. So it, because that so it is to me I, I TuA had been you know a guy who printed against the spread, but now people believe in Miami. Uh, And so, I like Denver in this spot, plus 6.5. I think they absolutely could win outright. Next. All
1: right, you got New England minus 2.5 at the Jets.
0: Yeah, so, the, the Patriots have won 14 consecutive games against the Jets. 14 consecutive games against the Jets. Zach Wilson, who's been bad against everyone, the worst opponent he's the opponent that has given him the most fits is the Patriots. He has a passer rating of 50 and a completion percentage of 50 against New England. Uh, Mac is, well, listen, all these stats are going to talk about the Patriots owning the Jets. Now, they have not covered the spread the last few years against the Jets, but we're now talking about a spread of less than a field goal. So the Patriots have won without covering. That's very hard to do as a two and a half point favorite. Now could it be a 17-16 game, I suppose? I think more likely is a 17 to 10 game. And the pa- now this would you agree to Monze, is an absolute must win for the Patriots yeah. if, the, if you the, if they want to have any hope of making the postseason they have to win and so I just the, the Jets, they've beaten the Jets. I think that game's going to suck. I think that continues. <laughs> right yeah, away. Of course. <laughs> of course it is. It's going to be a really yeah, I mean, bad be football miserable. game. <laughs> it's It's going to be a terrible football game, but I like the Patriots a lot there. All right, next. All
1: right, you got Jacksonville minus eight and a half versus Houston.
0: All right, every single note the producers gave me on this is bad for Jacksonville. Fifth worst against the spread under Trevor Lawrence. Peterson, 24-30 and against the spread as a favorite. Week 3 Road Dogs cover 63% of the time the last few years. Houston's the sharpest play of the week with 43% of the bets and 84% of the money. So why am I picking them? Here's why. Right now, people are late to this party. The Chiefs have a great defense. And that is affecting how they feel about the Jags. The Jags were supposed to be carried by their offense. But we just saw a game where they couldn't score a touchdown against what people think is a mediocre defense. It's not a mediocre defense. It's a great defense. And because of that, people are doubting the Jags' ability to go beat a Texans team by two scores. They are at home. They also, I hate to sound cliche, this isn't a must-win, but it's must-win adjacent. If you're Jacksonville, your home game against the Texans is a game you've got to have if you're going to be, you know, not only win the division, but potentially be, you know, a top two seed in the AFC. Trevor absolutely will bounce back. The Texans have injuries on their offensive line and in their secondary. C.J. Stroud was excellent last week, threw for 380 yards. I expect, you know, he's a rookie quarterback. I expect that to go up and down. I think this is something along the lines of 27-10, to 34-17. to 17. This is a game I don't do these bets. But an, uh, I might this week, an alternate line for the Jags, like the Jags minus 16.5 might be a play that I make for this game. The Jags minus 8.5, I love it. Last one.
1: You got Pittsburgh plus 2.5 at the Raiders.
0: All right, I'm just going to keep writing Pittsburgh until the general public <laughs> catches up. Now, week one, they obviously got rolled. That's fine. But if you're going to continue to give me... Mike Tomlin catching points against poorly coached teams with quarterbacks I don't trust. I'm going to do it. Now, that didn't, week one, it's not a poorly coached team. It was a quarterback I didn't trust, and they got annihilated. So be it. Week two, the Browns, Stefanski, and Deshaun, you gave me points with Pittsburgh. I took it. And now I get Josh McDaniel and Jimmy G. <laughs> of course, I'm going to take it. I'm going to add something to it. I don't think Pittsburgh's offense is good. There's no argument to make that it's good. However, they did go up against two excellent defenses. The Niners have a great defense. The Browns have a very, very good defense. Against the Raiders, it's going to be the first time all year it feels like that they're not up against an excellent defensive unit. The Raiders' second-best defensive player is on leave from the team as he's dealing with things. The Raiders let the Bills roll all over them last week. I'm catching points. And, yeah, like, listen, Tomlin's the most profitable coach in the NFL as a dog. Pickets 5-0 against the spread in night games. I don't really care about that, but it's noteworthy. Um, and so... I understand that Jimmy Garoppolo has a bunch of great covering stats. Those are not Jimmy Garoppolo stats. Those are San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan stats. Just like Purdy's got all those stats right now, too. Those are not Brock Purdy stats. Those are San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan stats. So I like Pittsburgh and I like Pittsburgh to win outright. Next. Oh, whoa, we'll do a recap. That's all the picks. Mm-hmm. Uh so I've got the Giants catching 10 and a half. At tonight against San Francisco, Denver catching 6.5 at Miami, the Patriots laying 2.5 J- at the Jets, Jags laying 8.5 at home against Houston, and Pittsburgh plus 2.5 at the Raiders. We have four road teams. I'm all right with it. Three dogs, two favorites, only one big favorite. All right, Demondze, your teaser last week. It was a 7.3-team teaser plus 120. Take us through it, my man.
1: All right, first we had the uh, Rams plus fourteen and a half versus San Francisco. That cleared pretty well. That
0: really was never in doubt. And there no. was a point in the second half they were down fourteen, but and they ended up obviously they got the late the field goal. But this was a good example, Demanze. Of those half points and key numbers potentially mattering it didn't in this specific case but it could have that was a great great pick go
1: ahead next baltimore plus 10 at cincinnati i was i think there was almost never a doubt with this one either that was
0: never a doubt no Um, question about it and then the last one
1: and then we got jacksonville plus ten and a half versus kansas city that one was the one that i was the most on the edge of my seat for Kind of came down to the very last minute. But you were covering
0: the entire game. What's frustrating is had you lost that one, it would have been a bad beat because you were covering the entire game, and then you almost almost lost by 11. Yeah, yeah, the Chiefs had the ball done on offense At
1: the end of the game. Right.
0: Yep. All right. Um, So let's hear your one for this week.
1: All right, so this week's teaser, um one and one now. Let's try to halt up to yep. two and one. We got a three team seven point teaser. Um uh, we got a okay. couple teams from last week's teaser in there. We we're teasing right. the Ravens from minus one and a half to uh, no, from wait,
0: minus eight and a half.
1: From, from minus eight and a half to one and a half, sorry, Daniel. And then yep. Chargers to plus six to minus one, I mean minus one to plus six. And then Jags to minus eight and a half to minus one and a half. I know there's some things in there that are going to flag, but I trust my process with these.
0: So I'm not going to flag too much of this, actually. So here's the thing. What I am going to encourage you on is to consider Damanze making this a six-point teaser. So here's so here's w- why I'm saying it, the Ravens, like you, instead of being plus one twenty, you can get plus one forty, and you still tease the Jags and the Ravens, um, to under three. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, they like, both be two right and a half. Right now you have right? the Ravens minus one and a half and the Jags minus one and a half. You can get them both just minus two and a half. Now the Chargers one. Instead of getting plus six, you would only be getting plus plus five. five. Yeah, and so it's – I'm not really going to – I give this teaser an A-. minus. Yes, you're correct. I don't love teasing across the zero. Um, And if one of these things screws you, I think it would be the Chargers. Uh, That would just because the Chargers are not a trustworthy team and the Vikings have shown the ability to score points. But you know yeah. what? I actually take back my own advice because the plus six with the Chargers could be valuable because yeah. they they are such a cursed team. You absolutely could see them losing in overtime again on a t- <laughs> Justin Jefferson touchdown. And you know what I mean? All of a sudden, it's six in overtime, and th- then at least you get a push there. This is not a bad one. A- yeah, green.
1: weirdly enough, I just still trust the Chargers more than I trust the Vikings. I think that they have the better quarterback, the better defense. They've also you said that the the Vikings have shown the ability to put points on the board, but show, so some of the Chargers. It's like I think yep. I just trust the Chargers to beat the Vikings in this game, but but we'll see. I mean, obviously I'm getting sick, so I don't think they're going to blow them out. Yeah. Um, but
0: the, uh, so listen. The I, I think this is a pretty solid teaser. I the, can I now I I made a real a teaser in real life that I didn't want to tell you about until right now. Let's hear it. Uh, so this is this is not a sharp bet. I'm saying okay. that on the front end. Uh, it is a four team, ten point teaser. So four-team, 10-point, those pay dead even money. Also on those, and this is important, pushes lose. You push one leg of it, you lose the bet. Okay? So yours, a push just reduces it from a three-teamer right. to a two-teamer. But this is a vintage, and for me, the I'm not worried about the fact that pushes lose because all of these bets end on a half point, so it's impossible for it to push. You know what I mean? Like, n- none of my legs actually it can push. But here is the four-team 10-point teaser. I am teasing the Chiefs and the Cowboys, both of them, down to minus 2.5 from 12.5-point favorites. I am teasing the Jags from, they were when I made it, minus 9.5 down to plus a half-point, meaning the Jags just to win. And I am teasing the Patriots up to plus seven and a half. So it's a four team, 10 point teaser where the Patriots have to win or lose by a touchdown or less. The Jags have to win outright, or I guess tie. If they were to go to overtime and tie, the plus-a-half point g- gets me a victory there. And then the Chiefs and the Cowboys both have to win by at least a field goal. That's a four-team, ten-point, even-money teaser. That is my second teaser of the year. I, I placed one in Week 1. That was a disaster. Let me look at what it was. Hold on. Let me click my settled bets. Oh, when I click settled bets, I see that 21K winner. Pay me. Uh, oh, the the six-point teaser I did in Week 1 was I teased the Commanders to minus one against the Cardinals. That was a winner. The Packers to plus seven and a half against the Bears. That was a winner. They won outright. And the Steelers to plus eight and a half against the fighting Brock Purdy's. They lost by a 1,000 points. Um, Yo, is, this, uh, and is so,
1: this Nick's picks or Devonze's teasers? Th- I'm confused why we're giving teasers. Okay.
0: So. Oh, you know what? You know what? That's a good point. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's head to the casino. Go ahead.
1: All right, uh, we're headed back to the casino this week with the offer. Uh, we're going to, uh, well, first off, let's take a look at how we did last week on the slot machine.
0: All right, a money line NFC East parlay. The Giants to beat the Cardinals and the Cowboys to beat the Jets. So it's the Bills minus two and a half against the Raiders, the Chiefs minus two and a half against the Jags, and Washington to beat the Broncos outright. It's plus 460. Anthony Richardson running it in nine to one first touchdown score props. Let's go ahead and do that. We don't even need to worry about anything else. How about that? That, that was, was that good. was off the dome. Went three and zero. Oh, that Anthony Richardson one was pretty great. What are you laughing
1: about? <laughs> that was that was very said, solid. Your your off the dome reference was. Well, was I'm saying funny. I
0: didn't prep it, and I said I last week means. I was like maybe I, I should. have. No, I know you know what it means, but the. What the, I said last week that maybe I should have prepped for that, but I had such success that I'm going to do it blind again this week. So we're okay. going to go to the slot machine. Uh, you tell me the type of the bet, and then I'll see if I can figure it out. All right? Yeah, slot machine. One's... All right, pull the lever. Bang. What what do we have here, Demonse?
1: We got a prop bet for the AFC West and a double unit bet. You got to bet more money than you would usually bet. Sorry. Well, that (laughs) I don't,
0: I don't know that I agree to that idea. A prop bet. You're forcing me to bet multiple units, but fine. I'll play along. So my possible options are for an AFC West prop bet is, Oh, hold on. I've got a great one. A Steelers Raiders prop bet. Hold on a second here. Tell me there's a, a Jimmy G Willie throw an interception prop bet. There there's gotta be, cause then I can hold on. Where are some Jimmy G? Uh, I'm gonna find it real quick. Quit. I don't want quick bets. I don't want first quarter. This is why I said I should have prepped these so people don't have to listen to this stuff. But I I, I can't believe I can't find a Jimmy G Willie throw a interception. There should just be a any. Uh. All right, then we're off that one. So if we're not doing Raiders Steelers. A Chiefs Bears prop. Oh, and it's a two-unit one. Hmm.
1: Chiefs, Chiefs Bears, Bears, Bears prop. Yo, you should you units. bet bet for Justin Fields to run for more than sixty yards.
0: Uh, no, I'm not gonna do that. I don't know if you've heard me say this. The Chiefs have a great defense. Jimmy I don't Jimmy know. G interception is minus one twenty five. I'm told. All right, I'm not taking that anymore. It's I don't want to lay money. negative money. I am going to bet, oh, there's, you know what, a two-unit prop bet. I, I'm going to, and Daniel, you can tell me the odds on it. Uh, I, the, I'm going to bet Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown score. That's the bet. Hmm. Isaiah Pacheco hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year. He's going to get in against the Bears. Isaiah Pacheco, anytime touchdown scorer, that is and we can fill in the audience on what the odds are on it. That's my two-unit AFC West prop bet. Next. Well, let's go back to the slot machine. Let me to pull that p- lever. To the slot machine. Yeah, back to the slot machine. We're Sorry, I'm back. throwing a lot of things at the producers. All right, I'm pulling the lever. Bing. All right, what are we doing here, Demaze?
1: Against the spread. NFC South and a dog.
0: All right, so my options there... Or Atlanta plus three, New Orleans plus two, Carolina plus six, and Tampa plus four and a half. I am going to go. Now, this is the, this is the, I'm missing a point of line value because this was five and a half, but the Eagles don't blow people out on the road, and that Eagles pass defense can get got, and Baker's been playing great. Tampa plus four-and-a-half is my against-the-spread NFC South dog. I I thought about the Falcons, and the Falcons are an interesting one, uh, but they're at Detroit, and they're only catching three-and-a-half, and if it nope. becomes a shootout, Ritter cannot hang in a shootout. Bijan's been unbelievable, as expected. I don't believe the Saints are going to beat the Packers, and I'm not laying points. I'm not laying. I'm not betting on the Panthers in Seattle. So yeah. So I like Tampa plus four and a half. I liked it more at five and a half against Philly on Monday night. All right. Last one. Back to the slot machine. Back to the machine. Let's go ahead and pull that lever.
1: Let's Bing. do it. Let's see. All right. S- All right. So we got moneyline AFC North and a parlay.
0: Okay. Well, part of, half that's easy. Cause we're obviously gonna take the Steelers to win outright at the Raiders. My other NFC North teams that I could take: the Ravens outright against the Colts. No, I'm not doing it. I'm just not. I'm just not because I don't think they beat the Colts, but it's just dumb to involve myself in Pittsburgh. That right? We know. But um no, I already said I'm doing Pittsburgh, but I'm not doing the Ravens or the Ravens Colts until we know who their quarterback is for the Colts. I'm same thing with Cincinnati. I'm not doing that until we know who their quarterback is. So then the obvious answer is fading the Browns. So there we go, Vrabel, believing in Vrabel of v- Vrabel plus one fifty six and the Titans and the Steelers plus 126 that plays that pays plus 480. So there's my AFC North parlay. If we if we go 3 and 0 on these again, this might just become the total format of the gambling show. I might throw out all <laughs> my prep, all my hard work and just try to just instant reaction find the bets without prepping them at all. Quick break right back A- answer your listener and viewer questions next. What's right we do this live from Trentage, obviously Harlem's favorite women's boutique, and the owner of Trentage, my wife, uh, Damonze's mother, Danielle, just walked in. And uh, Dampu, you don't have to come on camera if you don't want to. But we were discussing earlier that you had quite the hot Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey take. Is that ready for prime time yet, or do you want to continue to, you know, kind of think it over? She doesn't want to talk about it. Okay, all right. I was just... <laughs> you should have seen Demanze's face. What? I Well, I... I Yeah, he does already know. I asked Demanze live on the air. I was like, what do you think your mom thinks of the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing? And this is what he goes. Oh, she hates it. I, I mean, maybe she loves it. I'm like, no, she hates it. He's like, okay, I thought so, but I just didn't know if I was supposed to say that. Yeah, he knows you quite well. All right, Demanze, what are our questions?
1: All right, first off, we got... Machete Gun asks Nick: The Giants have burned you twice this year. Do you think the Giants are the new Jags for this year's gambling picks? Oh wow! Well, you
0: would have thought that, but yeah, they burned me a couple times, and they came through on that single game or on that uh, live bet. That the Giants were half of that huge win, forty to one. So maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. And I'm not gonna have, I'm not gonna get shamed out of betting them the way you guys tried to shame me out of betting the Jags. Cost <laughs> me all that money last year. Oh, that also, you know what I realized? That also happened with the Jags last year. The Jags were the other side of the huge same-game parlay I made with the Chiefs. The one where Travis yeah. Kelsey's final yard won me that bet. All right, yeah. next.
1: Uh, Mitchell B. said, hey, Nick, love the show. We got to know if Dior claimed her cra- cash yet. Way to make her oh, fight for right. her right to party. Go Chiefs.
0: <laughs> um. No, she is not. She has not watched the show. She also has not called me back. So that's on her. Uh, she has not claimed her cash, and she has not. Called I talked her back. to her yesterday. And
1: Wait. Oh, you yeah, did. Yeah, but I, I I called her. She didn't call me. So I don't feel like I'm left out or anything.
0: Yeah, she's been. Yeah, she's been having quite the time at <laughs> college already. All right, next.
1: Understandable. All right, so we got uh, Derek Deckard asks. Uh, where, question: Where do you see the Cowboys' first loss? Um, in a follow up: uh, Is it in a follow up worth? Is it worth betting yeah. on them for for being the last undefeated team?
0: Uh, I well, I would have to know the odds on them being the last undefeated team. I mean, here's fact: of the matter is they're going to be underdogs in Week Five at San Francisco. It doesn't mean they can't win that game, but they will be underdogs, probably two-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Niners. If they be win that Niners game, I mean, you're yeah. probably looking at November until at the Eagles could catch them. They play at the Bills in December. I don't think they're going to you know spit the bit against the Cardinals or the Patriots but They're, the, 350. Well, They're 350 what, what, at being
1: well, last undefeated, plus 350.
0: Oh, r- plus 350? Uh, Yeah, I, those are usually bad bets. There's it, there's usually like not good value on those. Oh, okay, so I'm looking at it right now. The Eagles and Niners are both plus three. Okay, so on FanDuel, the Eagles and Niners are both Plus three twenty to be last undefeated. Cowboys plus four thirty. Now that is Ravens plus six hundred. Miami plus eight fifty. New Orleans ten to one. Atlanta twelve to one. Tampa fourteen to one. Washington twenty seven to one. That is a good little gambling lesson right there. On these type of exotic bets, you really should shop lines. Like let's say you really like the Cowboys to be the bet last undefeated. They're plus 350 in one shop. They're plus 430 on FanDuel. So if you're going to take right. kind of a, a weird bet that's not just like a regular game spread, make sure you're getting the best line. Um, all right, last one.
1: All right, Brock Purdy's agent, Christian Lazo, asked Nick, is there anything Brock can do tonight to impress you that you wouldn't attribute solely to Shanahan's system?
0: Yeah, make some high-level throws. Here's what I just ask of people. I ask of people... To watch the Niners tonight, and every time Brock Purdy throws the ball, just ask yourself the following question, okay?
1: Could I do that?
0: Chart, no, 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 no. Chart, how many throws you say, oh, he missed that. That was a bad throw or an overthrow. And chart how many times you say, man, that was a great throw. Because in this game against the Rams, how many times he missed open guys, the answer is five. And how many times you're like, holy shit, that was a hell of a throw, is zero. That's just what it was. Now week one, he had two, holy moly, those were great throws. And I think he only missed a wide open guy once. So week one, he played quite well. Week two, he did not. Watch tonight and see how many times, how many of his completions are, well, there's Brandon Ayuk with no one within 12 yards of him, and he just completed the layup. And how many times are you like, wow, that's a great throw. And how many times is it like, oh, man, Debo has the guy beat. He's open. Oh, that's six yards over his head. That's all I'm asking. I got nothing against Brock Purdy personally. And everyone I know, they're like, oh, well, Nick, Iowa State was pretty damn good with him, and since he's left, they haven't been... Yet. I understand that. Brees Hall was there. Had a little something to do with that. Brees Hall, pretty good player. Seen in the NFL, is pretty good. Uh, and they're in the same draft, and even though quarterback's the most valuable position, running back's the least valuable position, and they were on the same college team, NFL evaluators said, Brees Hall, you're worth a high second-round pick, and Brock Purdy, you're worth the last pick of the draft. I'm just saying. So we'll see. Let's watch tonight. I might be a Giants fan, second week in a row. Who does, ever thought that would happen? Damonze, you were excellent today. You stay atop the right child rankings. The, the I'm just telling you, you just do. And Danielle, right now, if you had to power rank the kids. Not in order of love, but in order of like. Rank one through three, how would you do it?
1: Oof, this isn't great for DeMondsey.
0: She said Demonte's definitely number one. Won't talk about no. the other two. You know what that means? She's not as mean as me. Deanna's definitely in last place after this morning. Give me a break. And she agrees. Yeah, we have the same. Demonte, Dior, Deanna. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. What's right?